Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Arundel Biz Podcast, powered by Anne Arundel Economic Development Corporation. That is a mouthful every single time I say it. <laughs> I'm your podcast host, Grace Norfe. And I'm Steve Adams, co-host and marketing and outreach manager at AEDC. Uh, and I'm pleased to welcome today's guest, Hall Cheney from Cheney Enterprises, based in Gambrels, um, a company that uh, definitely we've known for a long time, but uh, caught our eye this year particularly because it's celebrating its 60th year uh, in business. So congrats on that, Hall, and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Grayson. Appreciate it. Happy and, to be uh, here. I guess to to jump in, um, if you could just, you know, give us a, a pretty brief history of how and where Cheney Enterprises started and uh, how you guys have grown over the, obviously, uh, six impressive decades in business. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, so the business was uh, founded in Southern Maryland, down in uh, Charles County in 1962, as you uh, as you shared with the group, our 60th year anniversary, very excited about that, and uh, really started uh, very humble beginnings. It's a, it was a sand and gravel business. My grandfather was a road contractor in Southern Maryland, and uh, he took a contract to supply a material called bank run, which is a material that we mine out of, uh, out of Southern Maryland and different regions within Maryland, Virginia, and Delaware. And uh, those materials, um, the only problem was he took the contract and didn't have any of it. So uh, interestingly enough, he uh, he put together enough uh, capital to be able to buy our original main operation, which is in Waldorf, and still remains there today. And from there, we um, built the company into a um, downward uh, supply business, supplying ready-mix concrete and aggregates throughout the uh, mid-Atlantic. And so... In 62, the company was quite small and obviously stayed quite small for the first probably 15 years or so. Um, my grandfather, unfortunately, passed away in 69, so shortly after starting the business. Wow. He had four sons, uh, two of those sons, my father being one, and then my uncle, Dickie Cheney, purchased the business from the other brothers sometime in either the late 70s or early 80s. And at that point, the company had sort of still maintained its position in Southern Maryland. And when I say Southern Maryland, I kind of talk of the Southern three counties, uh, St. Mary's, Charles and Culvert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that business uh, was strong at that point with concrete plants and again, aggregate facilities, which is a material mined and then used in concrete. Um, my father uh, graduated school, came back to the business in the uh, early eighties and along with his niece, um, Donna Bunn really uh, took a lot of time transforming the company, professionalizing it, um, you know, kind of taking that normal steps of a family business from uh, innovation to sort of becoming a little bit more structured and, and, and run um, with uh, processes and procedures and so on and so forth. And uh, my father maintained his position as CEO um, until 98, where we had an outside family member became CEO of the company, a gentleman named Bill Childs. And he, along with, again, my cousin, Donna Bunn, who is vice chairman of the board, really were stewards of the company over that period of time. And I would say in terms of size and scale and where we are today, um, really the, the major growth has occurred between sort of 2000, 
eight coming out of the recession to today, 2022. Um, and the company's gone from maybe a hundred to 150 employees to about 750 employees today as wow. of 2022. And we operate in Maryland, Virginia, Delaware, DC, and uh, we move aggregates um, even across those borders to other states as well. And so today we have 11 sand and gravel operations, maybe 40 to 50 ready mix concrete plants wow. um, and employ about 750 folks. So wow. um, still family, still family business, still family culture, still uh, trying to communicate that on a daily basis. And that's uh, that will and is uh, still very significant to us. And we believe really at the uh, ethos of why we've been able to be successful, trying to maintain that uh, connection with each and every employee, but it does have its challenges as, as the company grows for sure. So yeah, very yeah. proud to be celebrating 60 years and um, Anne Arundel County is all of our owners' homes and my, my home and now our headquarters. So we moved here in 2013 and frankly really made the move primarily because it was more central to where our operations were at that time. We had kind of moved geographically um, throughout the region. And so Anne Arundel County is nice and central for Baltimore, D.C., um, the Eastern Shore, even Virginia. It's, it's kind of the middle of our world. So very happy to be here. Yeah. So you, you touched on something, uh, Hall, when you were talking about your family and it being a family owned business. What were some of like the bumps and bruises of, you know, it, it was a small family business uh, and then it growing over time and then amassing the success that you guys have? Uh, what were some of those bumps and bruises? Because I know a lot of businesses just in growing, you know, in growing pains that's one thing but if it's a family business you know there's probably all sorts of other growing pains <clears throat> excuse me growing pains that go with that um could you kind of shed some light on that sure um yeah no i think you know i i often say being in a family business is the best thing and the worst thing all at the same time you know it's yeah. if, if you can if you can figure it out and you can have um, transparency within your family and a, and a high level of honesty, then I think it can be uh, one of the most rewarding and fun things in the world to be able to celebrate business with your with your family. But, um, you know, most family businesses fail in the third generation. I'm proud. I'm, I am the third generation. So I think I took a, I, I take a lot of pride in hopefully um, securing the fact that we aren't going to fail. And typically the reasons for that is, you know, you eclipse a little success or maybe a lot of success and you know, there's obviously um, typically uh, wealth that can come with success. And over time, you know, you can you can get into a situation where either there are um, disagreements or or a little bit of uh, unalignment. And so I think a combination of things for us have helped. I think, uh, again, a high level of transparency, uh, a humbleness of, of why we're here, which is really for our people and our teams and to provide great opportunities within our community and provide hopefully a great service to our community in terms of the products we deliver. Um, and then I also think lastly is, you know, you can't be afraid to, to frankly involve a ton of outside family members. It really mm -hmm. should be who are the best people to run your, your company. And as I alluded to earlier, we had an outside family member who was our CEO for, for many, many years. And, Frankly, most of the people making the major decisions at Cheney Enterprises do not have any uh, significant connection in terms of um, blood to our family. And so 
I think that's a big deal and, and you really have to build it and run it as if it's a, a, a real company with board meetings and processes yeah, and procedures yeah. and, and stakeholders, because at the end of the day, the family members, if they own the shares, then they're stakeholders, whether they're here working every day or they're at home. It's just like owning any other um, investment. And so I think that's been a big part of our success. But at the core of all that, I think, is honesty and transparency both with your family and, and with your employees. And I think that'll, that at the end of the day, um, you know, breeds a lot of, uh, of understanding, even if people disagree, yeah, I'll know where everybody stands. And I think that's yeah. an important part of it. So it, it, it sounds like the, the thing that keeps you working well with family and with business is basically your culture, like the just the culture that you guys have created and that there's no blurred lines when it comes to it. It's just all along the line. You guys stand for that. And I think that's awesome. I think that's very key to business, uh, not only family businesses, but uh, just businesses in general. So I think you guys are a great example of that. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's and it, look, it's tough. You know, the bigger... And then and not that we're a huge company, but, you know, we are dealing with our own growing pains as we sure. as we continue to expand, not only with the number of people, but even the geography. You know, I mm. I often say I used to know every employee's name and their spouse's name quite often and typically knew their children. And, you know, at, at the number that we're at now, it, it's it's physically impossible. And so that culture becomes even more important because you need to have that throughout your leadership. And um, that can uh, that can be trying at times. And we're certainly aware of it and focused on it and trying to do better every day because we're certainly not where we wanna be. We're proud of where we are, but we certainly have a lot of work to do. And so I think that's the biggest challenge that you face as, as a company grows. Yeah, yeah and, and going right off of that, um, I'm obviously on uh, social media all the time following tons of businesses in the county, uh, including Cheney. And I enjoy constantly seeing, you know, um, all the appreciation you guys do of your employees. So if you could go a little more into, you know, how you guys work to um, recruit, upskill, retain employees, which obviously if you've got uh, uh, somewhere around 750 now, that you must have a pretty huge HR department, but um, I know uh, Wes, our director of real estate and business development, he was he was in the office uh, a couple months back for the apprenticeship program that you guys uh, launched with with Maryland Department of Commerce. So if you could tell us a little about that. Yeah, I mean we're we're very proud of that particular um, achievement. It, it, it's very unique, actually. We're the first private company in the state to be able to certify someone with a CDL license without that individual wow. having to go anywhere else. And so, through the state and through the Department of Commerce, we were able to achieve a, an apprenticeship um, certification that essentially allows someone to come to Cheney with no experience as a driver. Um, we can pay them during their time in our classes. Right. as an apprentice, as they go through the rigorous process of getting their CDL license. And then once they graduate, they're right here to roll into Cheney Enterprises. And so what it allows us to do, I mean, selfishly, is kind of control that cultural impact that we mm -hmm. have through that process. And so they're getting to know us, our people, um, our trainers, sort of who we are, so that we're not just sitting there at the same um you know, pipeline as everyone else trying to convince someone that we're the we're the best, the best. And so 
I think that time in the apprenticeship program allows them to learn a little bit more about the company and hopefully find a little bit of a connection um, to the business that they're they're going to be employed with. And so that's been a huge um, success for us. We're very proud of it. We're trying to replicate it right now in Virginia. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, hoping to have it rolled out by sometime in the first quarter of 2023. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I think it's a recognition again of just the fact that we get nothing done. Nobody gets anything done without the people that are a part of their team. But I think here specifically, um, we really try to remind ourselves that um, you know, those folks really want to feel a connection to the business that they show up to punch in at or work at each and every day. And, and that's not easy. Like I always say, you know, you, you hear that saying, um, if, if, if you love your job, you're not working. And that's just not true. That, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. We all, we all, hey, have we to- see it with, we see it with NBA players on a week to week basis. So <laughs> I mean, every day, every day feels like can each day has an opportunity to feel like work at certain moments. Right. Sure. So, yeah. The, the intent is to try to to try to break that down as much as possible and so that there isn't this disconnection with the place that you work. And so again, mm-hmm. going back to transparency, just like with the family, you know, we share a lot of financials at this company with frontline employees. We we give updates monthly on where our profits are and and wow. what capital we're spending. And so and those efforts are really driven by just trying to make sure folks have a real understanding of what's going on around here. What are they trying to accomplish every day? What, why, you know, and, mm-hmm. and what does that mean for um, the the success of the business? Because, you know, all that soft stuff's great, but we're here to make money. We're not ashamed of that. Yeah. That's, that's what the business is here. It's one of our core principles is results, but we want folks to not only understand that's what we're trying to do, but we want them to feel that they're connected to it. And then we have a very robust sort of sharing program built around that. And so, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of folks can be afraid of sort of sharing that amount of data. I've often said, you'd be surprised what they what what an employee will make up um, if you don't provide yeah. them transparency. And so you're more endearing to them and there's a deeper connection. And so that's, that's our attempt. Again, we're not perfect at it, but we're trying. And, and on the training side, very proud of that. Um, you know, it's a tough labor market right now. Everybody knows it. We've been trying these sorts of things, though. My father and my my uh, cousin Donna, they they started the first Cheney University, I think, in like 1992. So wow, that, that culture is very ingrained here. And so all I've all I've done along mostly with our HR leadership, frankly, is sort of continue to push that same that same culture forward. So I think, and, and even leading into that, I mean, you guys, uh, that again, is part of you guys' culture, which, you know, allowed you to last 60 years, you know what I mean? And that's no, like, there's nothing to kind of like, you know, tip your head at. I mean, it's, it's, it's huge, right? So what, over, over that time period, what were some of the, um, most memorable or mo- or uh, biggest projects that you guys undertook? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, interestingly enough, like people ask me all the time, who do you sell concrete to? And I often say, which is one of the blessings of our industry, it can also be one of the challenges, but it's literally everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you think about it, anyone, you, Grayson, you mentioned when we got on the call earlier that you had a home project. I don't know what that right. home project is, but, but quite often we're selling directly to homeowners who might be, you know, putting in a new slab in the back of their house. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next week we're selling to Clark Construction or Miller and yeah. Long or some of the biggest general contractors in the in the in the country. So it's a it's a really eclectic group of customers that we serve, which is which is cool because every challenge and every phone call is different. Um, but to get into specific projects that we've been associated with, you know, we're we're finishing up the Harry Nice Bridge, which is a pretty cool mm. project. For, I've been seeing that on social. Yeah, There's, we, there have been some great videos over the last month or so. Thanks. So yeah, if anybody drives down 301 South. Uh, the, the bridge that connects Maryland and Virginia um, down at the bottom of Charles County. Yeah. Very nice bridge. I think the new one is actually called the, the, the Mac Middleton bridge. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a yeah. combination of the names, but they're, but anyhow, we've been working on that for probably 12 months or so. It's, it's wow. quick, quickly. It's, it's an over $750 million project. Wow. Um, obviously concrete's a small portion of right. that. Right. Um, for that particular project, we actually had to put a concrete plant on site because of the, 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 the needs and specifications. And so it's amazing. People don't realize concrete, as I said earlier, can be as simple as, you know, you're delivering it to somebody's house and maybe there isn't 25 people out there inspecting a load of concrete that gets delivered to somebody's house. But if you go down to the Harry Nice Bridge and watch concrete being delivered, as you can imagine, it's pretty important that it's right. And so the amount of uh, scrutiny and oversight and technical work that's associated with a project like that is pretty, um, pretty intense. So, and it's intense on our, on our workforce because a lot of those mm -hmm. cores are done at night. A lot of them are done 24 hours a day. And so uh, it's been a great project. Um, I think our team will be happy to kind of get it done and take a little breath. Um, but but we've done we've done quite a few projects similar to that big projects bridges I would say are usually pretty significant we've done a lot of um, big warehouses over the last handful of years as you all probably are aware um, the Amazons of the world and even the other large distribution companies have have been very um, aggressive in building new facilities throughout um, the last three or four years and so we've been. I'm blessed to have a few of those big projects as well. Um, one of the projects I remember that would connect to this podcast specific to Anne Arundel County is when I was working in the company um, during summers in, in high school and early on in college, I worked in our call center quite often, which is a great place to learn the business because you deal with the customers constantly. We were doing Park Place, which is the project down there. Oh, okay. Circle at West Street. I'll never forget. And that was a massive project for us. At that time, that was our biggest project we had ever done. Yeah. Wow. 65,000 yards of concrete, I think, went into park. So you had all Jeez. the underground parking garages and you had... Right. Like, we're doing the Annapolis City parking garage right now down there at Hillman. Oh, okay. Proud of. We um, get updates on that every uh, Monday from Monday. our City of yep. Annapolis team, so... Well, any delays, any delays have nothing to do with us. I just <laughs> Knock um, on wood, it seems to be going pretty yeah. well so far. So good, good, and 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 you know, we're, the city's been been pretty busy lately. We're doing, uh, Grayson, you said you're overall from your Riva Road. We're doing the the apartments over there, and I think we've got the project oh, yeah, yeah. over there across from the Naples Town Center, the new project that's going in over there. So. Yep. Yeah, but th but the great thing about our business is we'll do those kind of one-off projects, and they're great because they can be large and they can be fun. But again, our everyday customers, our everyday people that really build this business, they're they're contractors, they're independent, small, you know, family-owned sometimes or individually owned um, contracting companies, guys who are doing sidewalk work, guys and gals who are doing you know foundations for houses or 
additions to homes. I mean, that's our bread and butter, the people that have built our business. And, uh, you know, we're, we're proud to be sort of a little bit of every part of the, um, the economy when it comes to the products we deliver. Yeah, I should use this opportunity for a uh, very shameless plug for our new and expanding businesses list, which, um, Hall, you might know about. We put it out every two months. And one of the favorite parts of my job is just when I'm out walking, walking the streets or driving around, keeping my eye out for uh, new, new, either new constructions or just um, new businesses that are opening up. And uh, I've learned of a number of them um, from seeing a Cheney truck pouring a foundation and then looking it up or whatever and finding, oh, that's a new restaurant uh, that's being built over by the mall or whatever. So it's, it's cool to know that you guys are often probably the first to know about, about those things. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's, it's funny. My wife and family get very used to calling me or dropping text messages. And, you know, as I've gotten a little bit farther removed from the direct sales side of it, I'm, I'm sort of um, embarrassed on occasion to not know, well, we saw your trucks on a job. You don't know where your trucks yeah. are every day. I don't, I know. I don't know where every single truck is every single day. Right. Um, so it can be a little embarrassing, but it is fun to be a part of those visions on the early onset and to kind of see your communities, you know, hopefully changing for the better for, for folks and, and, you know, building the environment that we all, that we all live in, which is su such a cool part of it. I mean, I always tell people anything from your school to your hospital, you know, I know folks sometimes say, well, your your mixers are big and they're kind of bulky on the road. And I'm like, well, you know, I get that. We try to pride ourselves on keeping them as clean as possible. And hopefully you have good experiences when you see our trucks on the road and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, you, you need those trucks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Every, everything you yeah. use, literally everything. And yeah. uh, it is by far the safest building product. So, you know, you, you really want to, you really want to, you know, be cautious of those trucks when they're out there because they are big. I even tell my own family that, but they are all professional drivers and I can trust trust in the fact that they're looking out for you when they're on the road as well. Hey, I love I love seeing them. I know a pretty good portion of them right now have some uh, 60th anniversary celebration markings on them. So yeah, the marketing team is, they're, they're pretty creative. I appreciate them. That has nothing to do with me, I can promise. Yeah. <laughs> Way smarter people than myself. Well, um, Going back to the 60 years, which has obviously been a theme of this, um, and as you were saying, kind of delivering concrete to all sorts of businesses and homeowners, big and small, um, I know philanthropy has been something that's been huge for you guys uh, throughout your time. I didn't mention it earlier, but as a little quick aside, I personally know um, Paul, because he graduated from key school uh, just two years ahead of me. Um, and I know he's a proud key parent now with uh, kids that go there. But that's all to say, um, I know your guys uh, giving back really runs the gamut. So if you could uh, give us a shed a little light on um, some of the, the main causes you guys support. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I, I would really be remiss if I didn't um, at this point sort of say something about my dad. My dad is uh, is a dedicated philanthropist. I remember when I I remember when I first started working at the company, I, I mentioned earlier, my predecessor was a non-family member. So at that point, my father had really already started to focus in that lane. And 
my predecessor used to tell me, Hall, you, you have to make enough money so that your father doesn't give it all away. It's sort, of <laughs> sort of his joke. And, um, you know, I'm very proud in the fact that I was able to be raised in a household who really talked a lot about that every day at the dinner table. And, you know, quite early in my life, it was sort of ingrained in my mind that, you know, if you're going to participate and benefit from the community, which we do, clearly, then you really need to find ways to deeply connect with the community. And so mm -hmm. um, we've always had a, or I shouldn't say we've always had a foundation. We've had a foundation as long as I've been associated with the business. I would be um, speaking incorrectly if I told you the year it was established, but I think it was, I think it was in the early 80s. You know, it kind of started with our bull roast, which is a big event that we continue to hold. And originally our focus was around cancer research and sort of things that I think a lot of folks are connected to because it had really impacted our, our family. And then over the years, it started to sort of move more towards community things and needs. And, and early on, my father had a deep connection with the Boys and Girls Club. He was very involved with the Boys and Girls Club there in Annapolis that got built at Bates. Um, and, uh, and so we, we've had our tentacles into a bunch of different places. And I think the big change that we are, um, sort of, uh, engaging in right now is sort of this idea where you wake up at night. And I, I tell this often, I woke up, I, I would wake up and think to myself, well, I don't want to retire in 25, 30 years and say, well, gosh, we gave all this money. What did it do? And so we really started to try to laser in on where we could have a, a real impact. And because uh, we had gotten to the point where we kind of were, we didn't really have a, uh, I would say, a direction with our philanthropic work. It was more, uh, we want to be involved in the community. We're open to sort of any organization that's supporting um, a, a, a litany of things. And so we rolled out a, um, a new uh, foundation um, approach called Cheney Cares. And that's, mm -hmm. that's probably about 18 months old at this point. And it, it was really a combination of things. One was to really engage our employees because you know one of the things i think philanthropy can do is it can it can really um it can exponentially grow if you're able to sort of engage folks in a way where they understand what volunteering money you know it's not just money most people associate it with just money you know volunteer time right. uh, um, dedicating themselves to their communities can really have a significant impact plus at the end of the day the dollars that we're giving are being generated by our employees Yep. So if, if they don't have a seat at that table, if they don't feel connected to it, um, we didn't feel as passionate about it. And so that's been a that's been a big part of the focus moving forward. So now we have a, you know, a committee within the company that allows for folks to sort of engage themselves in where we we support. And we also offer volunteer time throughout the year. We have paid volunteer time off. Um, we will even um, align ourselves with uh, 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 um, matching programs with our employees if they're involved wow. with the, the nonprofits we're involved in. And then the, the second significant part of the rebrand was to really laser and focus with a few um, organizations that hopefully spanned or sp spanned That's probably not the correct word over our entire geography. And so yeah. um, we are we are aligned with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, uh, uh, Read a reader, I think it is, or raise a reader, raise a reader. Sorry, Boys and Girls Club, raise a reader, and um, Habitat for Humanity. Okay. Um, and the fourth, um, Farming for Hunger. So those are the four that we're oh, very cool. aligned with. And mm -hmm. and the tagline is um, Foundations for Family Success. Um, so right. the, the idea is we pour foundations, right? Because we're in the concrete business. Yeah. How do how do we build um, families 
that can sustain and that can um, you know break the poverty cycle. And so we focus a lot on on those sorts of initiatives because I guess in conclusion, my theory was, and the theory of sort of the team and everybody getting together on it was, it'd be great to give all, but if we if you can impact just two or three families where literally their families are shifted for the next 10 generations, the impact that that has is as significant, if not more significant than sort of just sprinkling yep. all over the place. And yep. so we're just in the sort of emphasis of this, and we're trying to really um, expand it over time and hopefully bring in additional partners with this hope of, of really um, changing people's lives in a significant way, I guess would be. That's awesome. Just, yeah. Cause like you said, with, I, I volunteered for Habitat uh, for all of high school with my father and kind of knowing the trickle down effect that mm-hmm. owning your own home can have, you know, it obviously impacts your whole adult life if you're the homeowner, but then the trickle down effect of impact to your kids. And I think as you were saying, kind of because you have such an enormous geographic footprint, um, it makes a lot of sense for you guys to kind of um, get strategic about, you know, you obviously would be getting uh, probably daily requests to sponsor this event or sponsor this group or whatever. So um, it's, it's a lot easier for someone like AEDC when, uh, you know, most of our sponsorships are limited to in the county. But when you're talking about many states that you guys are having an impact in, um, but uh, what a, a little follow up there, uh, not to take up too much time, but with the foundation in mind, um, the both your foundation and the pouring foundations, are you guys sometimes able to actually, I would imagine, do you know, direct, uh, direct philanthropy in terms of, you know, contributing concrete and pouring. Oh, yeah. Concrete. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the work we do with Habitat is, is right. donating concrete and, and not only donating the concrete, but also I think it was just, it might've been last week. Um, we had a volunteer opportunity where our employees were actually physically out there helping pour the concrete and put it into place. Okay. I so, think I saw that. So that, that's where the little, uh, yeah, we try we try to get one every, you know, six weeks or so where there's an opportunity for employees to sign up and participate and be able to volunteer in some way, shape or fashion with these different organizations. Um, That's we're awesome. We're working on a massive project right now with the Boys and Girls Club that I don't want to steal any other thunder around, but it's a really exciting project to the county as well. And so, um, yeah, no, I think I think that is a big part of it, right? The connection between the materials that we deliver and the home ownership you talked about earlier. I mean, when you can provide home ownership, it's it's real equity, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not it's not just a it's not just a gift. It's a gift that can be built upon for generations into the future. And so, that that to me is the is the core of our mission. We just we're just not there yet because we've just got kind of started right. with these relationships. But long term, we really want to bring in other stakeholders and figure out ways to sustainably change the direction of these families who unfortunately can live generation to generation in the same economic situation, right? On mm-hmm. subsidized housing. How do we change that for their future generations? How do we give them that, that platform that's sustainable? And so um, our work around families, equity, and the rest is, is a big, big focus. And there's a ton of organizations, by the way, not to, not to slight any of the hundreds of organizations within our county and within the states, 
that are already doing this sort of work. I think, you know, big picture where we see ourselves fitting into that small little thing is how can we connect those mm -hmm. any organizations? Because so many people are doing such great work, but, you know, I feel like because there's so much great work being done out there, there should be a bigger impact. And I, right. I, don't, I don't know how to really articulate that better. It's frustrating because I feel like there are a lot of great folks doing a lot of good philanthropic work. And how do we bring those resources to be more efficient and render um, greater results? So, right, right. If you could remind everybody um, just how to follow you guys online and on, on social media to stay in the know on all things Cheney. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Everything's right around Cheney Enterprises. Um, if you if you Google Cheney Enterprises or www.cheneyenterprises.com, um, obviously all of our job postings are, are there on our website underneath careers. Um, and then we, uh, if you follow Cheney Enterprises on any of your social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, um, we're, we're, we're LinkedIn, we're in and around all of them. And so um, our team does a pretty good job of keeping it all connected and, and, yeah. and sort of the, the output is uh, pretty consistent. Um, but we do have a ton of opportunities. So please, um, if you're interested and want to join a, a winning team full of passion, um, you know, check us out at ChaneyEnterprises.com. We'd, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll keep, uh, I'll keep doing my part on spreading the word as well, obviously, because we're all about more jobs and uh, uh, job creation in Anne Arundel County and obviously also beyond. So. Um, to remind everybody there, we're on all the same platforms that, that Hall just mentioned, aside from TikTok, that's not yet uh, part of our territory, um, but that's uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, at AAEDC, or um, it's a Rundle Biz for our Instagram channel. And also to remind everybody that you can watch this podcast um, and all of our past podcasts and our future podcasts on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then you can also listen to them anywhere and everywhere uh, that you can listen to pods. So uh, uh, I didn't say it at the very beginning, but um, hopefully this will be airing sometime right around uh, Construction Appreciation Week, um, which is in October. And obviously it will be airing during uh, the, the continuing celebration of Cheney Enterprise's 60th year. So happy construction week and happy 60th to Cheney. Um, we look forward to seeing tons of your trucks on the local roads and uh, job sites for many decades to come. Uh, greatly appreciate it, guys. Thank you very, very much. We appreciate you allowing us to be here and thank you for what you guys are doing in the community. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely.